three main principles to simplify podcasting creation. The first one is to just talk. It sounds ridiculous if I say it like that, and that's what was also kind of intended, because it keeps you interested, obviously. But here is the thing. If you just talk, and the only thing you do is you press start, and you press stop, and if you don't like the episode, you delete it. There is also an approach to not delete any episodes, because in the beginning you will be like, oh yeah, that's crap, that's crap, that's crap, and therefore you won't have any episodes, therefore you will never be able to test out this hypothesis that you actually could create a podcast. Therefore, what I would recommend is to just record all the things and not delete them. So basically also a not deleting policy, but that's an add-on, that's not one of the main three principles. If you then speak, if you record a podcast, of course, if you record your podcast alone, this would be a fourth principle. I didn't want to add. Then what you can easily do is you can just re-record it if you still have time. If you don't, just post it. Now, here's the thing. If you speak, the thing you do is speaking. So therefore, when it comes to time distribution for creating your podcast, speaking and therefore, the training of speaking, because that happens over time, you will eventually get better over time with speaking. You will be, especially if you listen to your own podcast and you realize it's like, eh, 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 then you will realize that these are things probably no one wants to hear and therefore you will be more cautious when actually speaking and therefore you will eventually over time improve how well you speak. Now, if you instead took the first file you created, basically the first recording, and then try to edit out all the M's and try to shorten the narrative and try to cut together sentences, what happens is this. You will be very good at a certain point in time in the future at editing podcast files. But you won't be a very good podcast host, at least if you compare these two options. Compare these two options like, the, like this. In scenario one, you create a file and then edit out all the M's. Because you won't get better over time as quickly, you will edit out the AMs basically on all the episodes forever because there will not be a point in time where from one day to the next you will be, oh yeah, and now I'm 30% better at speaking and therefore I just don't cut out the AMs anymore because people will notice and therefore the quality of the episodes will drop noticeably. But if instead... So therefore what happens over time is you just become better at editing but you don't really train speaking. If you now take all the editing time, and of course the time now is fixed because we compare these two options, if you take all the editing time just for editing out, basically cutting the episodes, not really editing them, and you replace them with just more podcasts and more speaking and just maybe multiple attempts of doing the same episode, which also is something I wouldn't really recommend, but nevertheless, it would be an option, I guess. And if you then compare these two options, you have basically speaking time, a very huge portion to speaking time, a little portion, and then the editing. Therefore, over time, with the speaking, you will get better at speaking. And therefore, there will never be a point where you are like, oh yeah, I just now don't edit anymore because you didn't edit in the, in the past. Therefore, this is the first big principle. That also helped me, by the way, to create just multiple videos, I say multiple videos, hundreds of videos at this point in time. Sometimes short videos, sometimes long videos. 
what this also now enables you to do is just still the first principle. If you become better at speaking, you don't need a script, actually. I mean, obviously, the content is still something else. You could use notes and you could use a script. But for me, for example, I just record the things straight from my head. I don't have a script. Sometimes I have like a suggestion for a title, which I then do. But it's basically every single time is an improvisation. Therefore, you will also become better at improvising because it's kind of the same approach. It's still the first principle. If you, for example, would script your episodes. I mean, if you do a podcast alone, scripting your episodes would be a reasonable, a reasonable, a reason, what is the word? would be a useful strategy to reasonable i think it's reasonable is it i just can't remember how this word is pronounced or how it is even spelled it would be a useful strategy that's what i wanted to say very reasonable (laughs) it would be a useful strategy but now i completely forgot what i was saying which kind of is not very good because i just said that i improvise all these episodes therefore well, now I am here. What I wanted to say is this. If you now become better at speaking, this will also improve kind of your social experience. Whenever you talk to someone, you will just become better at actually expressing the ideas you have. I mean, this will impact your social life maybe a little bit. But what it also will allow you to do is to just speak. Like here. I'm already speaking for five minutes and there are YouTube videos or just videos where or just not podcast episodes because they tend to be shorter because of the content strategy, I guess. Nevertheless, if you just can't speak and everything you speak is just nice, it's not that I would say everything I speak is nice, but in an ideal world, if you can speak very well, you just can talk for hours and hours and people will just listen to you. Of course, the thing you actually say also have to be interesting, but it's also kind of becoming better at speaking, just making the things you actually want to express more interesting by using rhetoric things, by using your hands, by using facial expressions, because they are very heightened in the age of the internet, at least on the internet, because they just make things more appealing, I guess displaying emotions instead of talking very monotonously like I do here. So now, that's the first principle. Practice speaking instead of editing. The second big thing now is to basically live create the episodes. This is kind of similar to the first one, but it's a different one. Let me explain. So when it comes to editing video files and audio files, there are two different processes mainly at work. The first process, especially for video files and audio files, especially for podcasts, is to cut out certain parts. So if this is the timeline of all of the things you say or all of the video, then you just cut out these slices, which are M's and stuff like this. When it comes to video, you often just take slices out of different video files and then just put them together in one master video. Kind of how movies are created or YouTube videos with a lot of cuts, like a YouTube video like this one. Now, here's the thing or a Facebook watch video, because I had a plan to release them eventually on Facebook watch. Or on Instagram TV. Here's another thing. If you create live and then store the file, you don't have to do anything afterwards. And this is just such a huge relief because it just becomes a process that is very, very easy. You just set up the thing. This could be a camera, this could be just an audio device. And then you just do the episode 
or do the video and then just stop and the only thing now you have to do is distribute the content but you don't have to edit the file this also means you have one single source file the one single source file is basically the live recorded episode and if you don't like it the only option is to create another live recorded episode or to just delete it again of course you can delete all the episodes that we record but that's not what is leading you into launching a podcast so therefore what i would recommend is this is now the big first principle no the second big <laughs> how mentioning all of these things just makes me insecure about speaking subconsciously now the second big thing i didn't really state it is to not edit these things in post this means for videos this could be don't color grade why because what happens if from a moment in time on you actually change the process of basically the adaption that takes place if you color grade the videos for example and you give them a different look or put them into black and white what if you don't like black and white anymore in the future then your workflow is messed up and this prevents you from just having a very simple workflow because it's just another question you have to answer to yourself every single time oh yeah i want to upload it but i actually have to color grade it first then you have two files already what if you then cut out the beginning where you for five seconds didn't say anything and then maybe the middle and this leads you again into the principle one we already discussed therefore live recording the episodes is key and combined or kind of also in this topic is the processing the processing when it comes to video is maybe adding music and something like this or color grading the video file itself but when it comes to audio the only thing you can do is try to improve the audio now when it comes to improving the audio there are also just like with the first one with speaking uh, there is a very similar approach now in the second principle and this approach is if you want to process the audio at any point in time and with processing i describe basically i describe basically the process of making the audio sound better in order for listeners to be for the podcast to be more appealing to listeners this could mean that people maybe will be lowering their voices maybe because that's scientifically kind of proven at least in some scenarios that it actually makes you well better at the things you actually want to say kind of that's very simplified but i don't want to dive deep into this because it's already 10 minutes and i don't want to create another two hour youtube video so therefore what i would recommend is if you actually want to pr apply a principle or a processing method like compression so what is compression actually i just explain it with a technique when speaking and this technique when speaking is called the vocal fry <laughs> i i'm laughing because i actually thought for quite some time that is that it is called straw base because in my native language it's i just literally translated the words into english and that it was straw base but it's called vocal fry what is vocal fry if you speak normally you have a certain tonality the tonality is not really the thing but the thing is how high or low pitched your voice actually is this means my voice if i don't speak with vocal fry which i just cannot do right now because well think of kim kardashian kim kardashian pretty much also speaks with vocal fry all the time I, this was not a very good impression nevertheless vocal fry is basically the the crispiness of your voice it's basically this sound uh, uh, and now if you speak normally if you if you if you if you 
I tried to speak. I tried to speak without right. <laughs> but I'm so used to do it <laughs> because it sounds better. So now I, 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 I. So now I try to do to speak without Bokufry. I actually just stated the same frequency in order to. So now, in order to show it better, show the effect better, and it also was easier for me. So now, if you combine these two things, basically you speak while doing Bokufry. This means you just. Do this thing, uh, and then you speak with vocal fries. Therefore, the tonality, the actual frequency of the voice doesn't matter that much because it sounds deeper and more crispy. And this is now what basically compression does. It's not really what compression does, but it is what compression sounds like. So if you speak normally like this, like a little bit like Michael Jackson, and then you add compression, it just sounds a lot more crispy like in the ads, like in the serial ads. <laughs> or also the trailer guy voice. But now, basically the compression and the post-processing of the audio is something you can do live if you have a device like the Zoom H6. If you just record on the phone, well, then you don't have compression. But what I realized is these phones phones these days, modern phones, basically automatically kind of add compression. And there are also apps out there that actually can post add the compression and then you just sound better. This can be applied to music and actually compression is a lot used in music and also to podcasts. Compression is a lot used in podcasts and also on radio, basically everywhere where voices are there. Or if you go to any theme park and then there's the voice like, and Poseidon was... That's compression. And then, yeah, well. So, what I would recommend if you actually want to go for compression is to just use a professional audio device. If you don't have one, you can still do it on your phone. This will not get you very easily started if you have to first buy an uh, audio device. But here is, I mean, that's kind of a chicken or an egg problem. Not really, but kind of. If you don't start a podcast, you won't ever go into something like this if you don't already own something like this. But if you now only start a podcast, if the only option to start a podcast is also buying something like this, then you probably won't start a podcast soon because it's like 300 bucks and you could spend the 300 bucks otherwise and therefore it doesn't really make sense. Actually, it's a little bit more expensive, I think, 350 bucks, dollars or euros, kind of comparable, I guess. So... Then what you can do is you can already add the compression. When it comes to actually recording all of these things, I just demonstrate a few different things. Because my setup is quite, quite professional, I would say, I just explain it to you in order to, for you to also understand what it makes, what a live session like this looks like. So first of all, we have the compression on the Zoom. This means compression on the Zoom already lets the audio sound great. Then directly the audio is basically fed into my video file on my phone because I record on my phone. This is not a professional camera, by the way. I mean, it does also doesn't look like a professional camera, at least right now it doesn't. So now, this here is a pop filter. What a pop filter actually does, it prevents pops from happening. It sounds very ridiculous. What are pops? I just demonstrate speaking without this thing. So if you then speak, and you do things like P and uh, L and not L, but everything that has basically a sound that has very fast air streaming out of your mouth. What this does is 
that it basically hits the microphones in a very fast wave and then the audio basically clips which means the audio is just too loud too loud the signal is too high basically so what a vocal what a filter like the this is doing is that it slowers it basically slows the sound slows down the sound of these vocals like p and like t and yeah, basically the p sounds the p sounds not really the p sounds but the sounds that begin with a p and now that's the first one this also is a wind shield which is again kind of similar but because this is even closer to my mouth this actually prevents these things even more from happening another quick tip if you want to have your audio sound as crisp as possible is to just record as close closer to the mic not very close but if you have a normal mic for example and you have it at this distance so a distance as distance maybe or a distance distance the signal to noise ratio the signal to noise ratio is basically better when you move closer to the mic because there are also other sounds and the mic doesn't actually quite well know what actually is the sound that should be recorded and what are the other sounds therefore the closer you move the louder compared to the environment you are and therefore the better you tend to sound now doing everything basically in in record or doing everything live Here's another principle that's also kind of um, similar to the first one. If you actually do podcasts, then it would also make sense to try at least different vocal methods you could use to make your voice sound better. For example, there are many people out there who have a very nasal voice. What a nasal voice sounds like is basically it sounds like you have your voice in your nose, which also happens, and it also happened for me quite some time. And you can actually and therefore as you just so let's explain this what i just did if you have a nasal voice what basically happens is every time you speak a certain amount of of tissue up here and also the bones just vibrate while speaking if you ever i mean if you speak your body basically is vibrating and therefore your body also transmits sound apart from the air that comes out of your mouth your body also transmits the sound also your skull is vibrating this is the reason you hear your own voice differently because if other people hear it the sound basically is not also added in the skull so this the skull is not a, an additional source of audio so now what was the thing i actually wanted to explain different methods you can do to actually improve the quality of how you sound or to just improve the quality of your voice i mean obviously the first thing is pronunciation is also a problem still for me especially every time i don't do a little bit of recording every single day because then over time your pronunciation usually at least mine tends to get like very bad pronunciation is a very easy thing you actually can do what helps is to speak just like an idiot so pronouncing everything like an idiot and then you will actually sound normal because your perception actually is totally warped what you will realize the second thing you can do is obviously you could use vocal fry as a as a thing you have to decide if that's something you actually want to do but many podcast hosts actually i think do this now the third principle 
we are still the second principle but the third principle of the sub principles when it comes to actually improving how you sound is to try to reduce the amount of vibration in your nose you can actually listen to your voice without the vibrations in your nose kind of if you just clip your nose and then actually try to speak and what do you know <laughs> what you now realize is that I sound a little bit different because the vibrations just are not in my nose. Therefore, I just sound completely different. And if you now, <laughs> so therefore I have a huge nasal proportion still in my voice. So now what you actually could do if you actually wanted to train how you sound. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but it also sounds kind of nice. Nevertheless. I have to speak differently because I cannot use my nose as a vibration, as additional vibration. Therefore, I have to replace the sounds usually coming from my nose. And I actually have to replace them by trying to speak better. And therefore, you try to speak more clear and you also try to maybe use a little bit more vocal fry. And I just realized that my voice basically drops down to baseline when I do this. <laughs> Even with that, my voice just sounds a lot more full. Because I have to speak differently, obviously. That just kind of surprised me, actually. So, therefore, you can use these different tactics to improve the live recording. Therefore, everything is in live and you don't have to add vocal fry by compression, by using compression. And you also don't have to level the audio. Of course, leveling the audio, these are all things you will figure out eventually. So, for example, here you can actually see how the audio levels. I try to just not hit the peak usually if it peaks sometimes. I mean, it's obvious, it obviously is a bummer, but nevertheless, you just have to find a way to not hit the peak and you also have to know at which level you speak and then you just have a normal level of speaking. When it comes to the Zoom H6, for me, this is just eight, level eight, intensity eight, and then I just record these mics in here and then it usually works. Now, this was the big second principle. And now the third principle is actually something that is not quite defined in my mind yet. Nevertheless, this video title was like three principles. This doesn't mean that I don't have a third principle. It just could mean that in terms of hierarchy, the first two were like pretty high. And now the third principle could be something that is like very low compared to the first two. And I mean, this could be different things, and therefore I could also mention different things. Usually the number three is like very attractive, therefore having something that's like three tips, five tips, seven tips, 10 tips, 12 tips is like very appealing. Therefore I just named it three tips. So now with the third tip, um, let's go actually for Anchor. So what is Anchor? Anchor is a podcast host and what a podcast host does, it hosts your audio files, just like YouTube hosts your video files, a podcast hosts your podcast or audio files. Now, going with Anchor is a choice and that choice that makes sense. Why does it make sense? Anchor is kind of the most advanced podcasting host, I guess, out there and it's also completely free. It's also bought by Spotify, has been bought by Spotify, therefore there are more and more options to release features like polls exclusively to Spotify. Because Spotify also, obviously, not obviously, but wants to be on a podcasting platform, already is. So now, when it comes to choosing your podcast host, 
I just would go with Anchor. You obviously could discuss on the other hosts and maybe also pay for podcasting on LipSync, for example, another famous podcast host. When I started my first podcast, I actually looked for all these different things and I was like, do I really want to spend 10 bucks a month just to host like 45 megabytes of audio? And what happens if then one single episode hits a threshold, hits the threshold of 50 megabytes per month? then I just cannot upload the episode. What this also means is that you just cannot batch upload all the episodes because you only have a certain amount of storage per month. And it's totally nuts because it doesn't allow pre-production. It's just mean. And therefore, it's just not something that was useful. Therefore, I just didn't go with it. There was actually a different podcast host I used for the first podcast I launched, which is called CastBox, which also already offered free hosting. A game changer. Of course, Anchor somehow else makes money. But that's not the point. The point is it just prevents you from investing in something because if you actually have to invest like real money into something, like starting a YouTube channel, like starting a podcast, then you actually have to justify the money you invest. Whereas if it's free and you eventually have to make money, but the podcast host somehow makes a percentage, it just prevents you from getting started. It just prevents you from getting started. It doesn't mean it will by all means prevent you from getting started, but it just makes it more likely for the average person to get started if if the hurdle for starting is just bigger. So now Anchor. Anchor actually has two components. The first component is an app. The second component is a web-based player, but also the web-based app, basically. So now... Anchor in the past used to to also be kind of a podcasting network. This means, this means, Anchor was also a podcast player, not really a podcast player, but uh, just a podcast network. This means just like Spotify these days or Apple Podcasts, it was a place where you could actually go and download episodes or listen to episodes. This was kind of, this is kind of not really existing, kind of still in the app, but that's kind of moving to Spotify, currently at least. So, First of all, how does Anchor work? Just in general, how does a podcast host work? You just take the audio file and upload it, and then you create an episode. An episode is basically a blog post or a post, like an Instagram post, just with an embedded audio file. And then it's distributed via the old distribution RSS, usually. RSS is kind of an old standard of distributing things. And then... A podcast catcher on your phone, sometimes in Spotify, for example, is just basically a link. And Anchor, so the host, sends the link to all these other directories, podcasting directories, so basically lists with all the podcasts that exist. And then this, whenever you listen to an episode on Spotify, what happens now is, I don't exactly know on Spotify, but that what happens on RSS, because Spotify could also just host the files on their own servers for making them better accessible, maybe. But now, what usually happens is you just access the original file on the podcasting host, just like YouTube. If YouTube actually distributed your video to other, other people as well, or if you just take a YouTube video and embed it in a page somewhere, then if you click on the YouTube video, obviously it plays the original video back at YouTube's service. That's kind of how it works. So now, why would I go with Anchor? First of all, it's free. Second of all, there are like a few options, and these options are very interesting. These options are for one. There are a few audio clips online, which you already can use if you want to create an intro or an outro. Second of all, 
you can actually live record directly onto Anchor, either on the web-based platform or on the app. Also, with a professional audio device, keep in mind that if you do this and you don't store the file, the original file somewhere else, Anchor will automatically compress the file. This means the file will have a lower resolution. At this point in time, I just didn't go with this workflow, even though it seemed simpler, because the compression was actually quite compressing. Now, one big advantage that actually also is connected to the first two principles I mentioned and fulfills kind of my dream of a lean podcast setup and also a lean video setup. And not only a setup, but actually the whole recording and distribution is just very, very lean. And here is what I mean by this. If you record a video, you could obviously also edit the video and put in an intro or an outro. You could calibrate the video and the things like we already discussed. But now, when it comes to podcasting, you usually have an intro or an outro and you could also have sponsors or you could also have uh, another thing that's not the outro, that it's like a, basically a post-episode thing that where you say, oh yeah, if you actually want to follow us on these, 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 and then the outro hits like, this was another episode of, that would be the outro, the intro, and the core episode. I just call it the core episode. So in the beginning, and this is what you would have to do if you wouldn't have Anchor. In the beginning, I just took all these different files. You have to store them on your hard drives. And then you need to create an audio file with all the embedded things. And you need to put them all together in an audio editing software. I used Magix in the beginning, Magix, Magix Pro X6 and then 7. And then I switched to DaVinci Resolve, which also lets you export audio files. Now, here's the problem. Exporting a 40-minute episode on a decent notebook, my notebook is not by all means crappy, takes pretty much the same amount of time as recording the episode. And that just like the processing I discussed previously, that just adds a layer of complexity you don't want to interact with. And it's also just a layer of time. If you now create an episode, it takes at least the same amount to export the file. This means you cannot really use your computer because... You can, but it will be, it will have less processing power. Therefore, you cannot do processing heavy things. Also, you just have to do all these things. And what happens then if you change the intro or the outro? Like, let's say 50 episodes in, you realize that the intro you made like five years ago, where you were still a teenager, just sounds really crappy. And you actually wanted to replace all of these. You can't. You simply can't. The only way you could... And this is what I did with my first podcast. I just edited all the files again. And if I then changed something in the compression and I made one episode sound better, I just wanted to have all of them identical. Because then I, because if you don't have all of them identical, you actually have to note this down somewhere. Because otherwise, if you then want to upload things and then you are just confused because you, uh, but this is the file size here and then you want to upload it to a host, but it's 45 megabits and then you change the compression or you change the, basically not the compression of the file, but the compression of the audio, then you don't hit the 45, and then it's like, why? And then you realize you should have noted these things in the first place. Therefore, now here's the big advantage. You can record the intro, and then you upload it to the cloud. So it's here, it sits here. You can record the outro, and then it sits on the cloud. Then you create the post, and the post is something you always can change. 
not like on Instagram. I mean, on Instagram now, you can also edit things. Just imagine Twitter. You post something and then you can never edit it again. It used to be the same with podcasts. But now on Anchor, what you actually can do is you record the intro and the outro and you can have all of these files stored in the cloud. This also acts as an additional backup. Or what you also could do is you just delete all the local files. Therefore, you don't have to buy additional storage once you go into more episodes and also maybe videos. You just don't have to have the storage because it's all stored online. Keep in mind again, if you upload the files on your computer and you store them before either as video or as audio, what happens is that Anchor doesn't compress the audio as much as it would if you record it directly to Anchor Web or to the Anchor app. Therefore, now the file that is stored online has a higher quality. That's nice. And that's the workflow I currently am following with all of the podcasts I'm doing. It's not that I have a huge amount of podcasts, but, well, I speak about different topics, for example, like content creation and podcasting, and then I speak about other topics, and therefore it would make sense to create another podcast because you don't want to hear about fasting on this podcast, just as an example. Now, what Anchor allows you to do, the workflow changes from the old style of recording something, then putting in it in a video editing software or an audio editing software, then compressing it, then adding the intro and the outro, and maybe also editing out all the M's, and then exporting the file, which takes the same amount of time which you spoke. And then you still have to upload the file. And then you still have the project file, so therefore additional files. And then you have the original native files, so the original episode you recorded. And then you have the finalized version. And then maybe you have a version with compression and a version without compression. And therefore, the file management just increases. The proportion of file management in the overall time it creates it takes for you to create one episode or a podcast in general. The management just gets bigger and bigger. So basically the back end gets bigger and bigger. And therefore it's again training the wrong skill. Instead, now with this workflow applying all the three principles we discussed together here. The first principle, you don't edit. This means you don't cut out things. You just hit record and stop and either upload it or delete it. This also means you don't have any old files you should review or you should compare because if you can, if you record two things and you decide that the first thing is not as good and then you store them and then two years later, you actually have to listen 40 minutes to 40 minutes of podcasting to decide which podcast is better to then finally store one file. Therefore, just record one file. If you don't like it, record a new one. It's as easy as this. This is the second the first principle. Now the second principle is to do everything live. This means you improve your speaking by using the first principle. You may be improving your voice by using the second principle, the live principle. You then record maybe high quality audio with something like this and you record it directly into your phone or onto a device. Then you have one file. And in the third step, now the distribution step, this one file is the one file you need to store and also the one file you need to upload. And then it sits in the cloud. So therefore, you could theoretically delete, but I wouldn't recommend because there are always dependencies like what if Anchor just disappears, then your podcast is gone. Not that, not that this happens, but for example, what happened to me that all of my TikTok accounts were just blocked by TikTok. And then they were just gone. 
and I couldn't use the phone with TikTok anymore. These are things that happen. These, this is a dependency, and if you don't have all the files stored locally, then this creates a huge risk. So, therefore, I would recommend storing the files offline, and then uploading the one file, either video file or audio file, because both work with Anchor, and Anchor then distracts the audio off. Not distracts, but actually... It's not distracting, but it sounds... You could say it distills the audio out of the video. And then you just take the pre-recorded things which are stored online, the intro and the outro, and then you just add them. And now what happens if you actually want to, in the future, change the intro or the outro? The only thing you have to do is re-record the intro and the outro, go into the episodes, click on edit, and then you just exchange the intro and the outro. Because Anchor actually distributes the whole post, the whole post consisting of intro, the core episode, maybe the post roll, and then the outro, and just delivers it like this. What you also can do, this is basically a modular system that is like, you don't have to have these finalized things. It's like as if YouTube had the same thing. It doesn't, but nevertheless, just having these interchangeable units of audio on your podcast is just a huge game changer because you can change things all the time. This also means, for some podcasts, for example, I just had crappy audio recordings in the beginning. And then what I did is I just posted these already, therefore the podcast could already launch, but and could already collect listens for this specific episode. But then I recorded the episode better, and again, and I just went on edit. I just exchanged the core file, let the intro and the outro be the same, and then I just published it. And now, whenever somebody requests the audio again, of course, not already all the people that downloaded the episode. For those, it doesn't really work. But if somebody requests the episode new, then Anchor is like, oh yeah, let's just take this one, the intro, the core episode, and the outro. And now, let's just... Here. That's the final episode. And that is huge. Combined with Anchor being completely free, combined with Anchor letting you store all the things just online, and combined with Anchor, you can actually add sounds, because of the Spotify integration, you also can add music, theoretically, but it only works on Spotify because of copyright, because it's basically an embedded thing. Therefore, if you take the embedded thing and distribute it to something else, like iTunes, iTunes will be like, oh, that's a copyrighted song. I don't know if they reject podcasts with copyrighted songs, but you will get into legal issues eventually, I guess. Therefore, you can add also sounds within Anchor. This is just a little bit of a playful thing. The main thing you need to know about Anchor is you can create these things independently from each other. It's free and you can upload it to the web. You can also upload videos. Now, Anchor also has an app and this app actually allows you to also record phone calls, kind of. So you can basically create user profiles within Anchor and then you just call this person and then you just create within the app a podcast together. I mean, just an app, just a phone. And because phone mics these days are really good, at least my S10 and the S10, Galaxy S10, Samsung Galaxy S10, and it's already from 2019, so it's already a few years into. Nevertheless, the audio, if I at least take it and record directly from my mouth, it sounds very good. It sounds similar to what this sounds because what also these mobile phone makers these days add is compression. Basically, they automatically improve the audio quality. This is the reason you sound better on these nice new phones. Automatically, kind of. I was so surprised when I first 
just did a normal audio recording on the S10. You can make a podcast with the Galaxy S10, for example, just using the audio. The only problem is that if you don't record video, then the distance is too big, kind of. I mean, sometimes, sometimes the mic doesn't work. And if you have seen different videos of mine, if the mic doesn't work, the audio sounds crappy compared to this setup. Why? Mainly because this is just much, much closer. Also, it's much more professional. But if I just took a second Galaxy S10 to record the audio, if this somehow was possible, and then put it in here, the audio also would sound much better. And also just using a pop filter and also just using a windshield. Now these are the three principles that you can apply to make your podcast launch as easy as possible. And not only the launch, because the launch only is the launch. But what you actually have to do if you want to create a podcast is for the rest of your life, basically, you have to create episodes. You don't have to. But if you want to have a podcast that is like releasing episodes, then there are two options. Either you batch process all the recording with the risk of all these episodes release being released in like 15 years just not being up to date or you still have to create episodes and then release them at least in some schedule this means you can record episodes and then release them in a few months you can record 10 episodes every single january and then release them or 12 episodes and then release them monthly over the year but you have to have to, you have to have to have you have to have kind of a plan for the long-term future and now why is this the combination of all of these things? Why does it make all of these things so easy? Because for one, the podcasting launch is very easy. Not very, very easy because, well, not, yeah, it's kind of easy because if you don't have to learn audio editing, if you don't have to learn about audio compression, if you don't have to learn about all of these things I mentioned that just complicate the process of uploading a podcast and you just stick with Anchor, you just record it on your phone, maybe already with the Anchor app, then you do have already a podcast. And now, if you, the thing I would recommend is, if you now decide to fully start this podcast, I just would use the same identical setup for all of the episodes. Because then you just don't have to think about it. Then you just don't have to think about, oh yeah, but now I have 50 megabytes and what happens to these 50 megabytes? And then also the file naming is then identical and things like these, they just accumulate. And therefore, if I have like 100 episodes now, I actually recorded for basically my music channel. I recorded a few hundred audio recordings now already, video, videos with audio. And they are just all completely identical, recorded on the same Galaxy S10, recorded with the same setup. And then all of these files are identical. I just don't have to add notes about, oh yeah, this is the file. And this is actually pretty crappy, even this is low quality. I either delete it or I don't. If I don't, then I have to post it. This is another approach. This could be a fourth, a fourth principle. But I already discussed it and mentioned it. Therefore, just try to apply all of these three, maybe four principles and then create your first podcast. Good luck.